0: Hello and welcome to the Data Science Interview Prep Podcast. In this series, we go through topics that are commonly discussed in data science interviews and we give a high-level overview on those subjects. In today's episode, we'll be discussing K-nearest neighbors, or KNNs, which is important to understand in the field of data science. All right then, so are you ready for an adventure into machine learning? If so, let's dive right in. So let's start off with what KNNs are. Basically, k-nearest neighbors are a type of machine learning algorithm that's considered instance-based or lazy learning. And in plain English, it means that the algorithm doesn't build a model until it's time to actually classify new data points. And the underlying idea behind this model is actually pretty straightforward. Essentially, it's the idea that birds of a feather flock together. So if you want to classify an unknown data point, just look at the surrounding data points, which we consider its nearest neighbors. So these neighbors are the data points that are the most similar to the unknown new data point. Um, And whatever group the surrounding data points are in, we say that the unknown data point belongs to that group too. But now, how do we actually measure similarity? Well, in this case, similarity is typically measured by distance or how far apart these data points are. And in the world of data, we have many different ways to measure the distance between data points. Perhaps one of the most common measures is something called the Euclidean distance, which is just the square root of the sum of the square differences between two data points. Uh, and as we mentioned before, there are like many metrics um, for uh, distance evaluation. We have, for example, Manhattan distance, uh, Minkowski distance, But we don't want to get too lost in the weed here, so let's just stick with the uh, Euclidean distance for now. Alright, now so we've got this idea of distance, but how do we actually apply this concept of distance to the k-nearest neighbor's algorithm? And how does KNN actually use distance? Well, let's say you have a new data point that you want to classify. First, what you're going to do is you're going to calculate the distance between that new data point and all the data points in your training data set. Then you'll sort these distances and pick the k closest points to your new data point. Uh, Hence, this is where we get the name k nearest neighbors. And in this case, k is the number of neighbors we want to look at. But now you might be wondering, how do we decide what class our new data point then belongs to? As we mentioned before, this is kind of the situation where birds of a feather flock together or you can think about it as um, this is where the majority rules. So what you do is you'd count the number of neighbors belonging to each class and the class with the most neighbors wins. So that's going to be the class that your new data point will be assigned to. And in a way, you can kind of think about it like a popularity contest among all the neighbors where the most popular is going to win. One thing to note, though, is that you do have to be careful when choosing the value of K. So if K is too small, you might end up with an overly sensitive model that's going to be susceptible to noise. And if, on the other hand, K is too large, the model can be very generalized and miss some important patterns. And that's basically the problem of that classic trade-off between underfitting and overfitting, right? So then, how do we actually pick the best K? Well, one common approach to finding the best number of K neighbors for KNN is to use something called cross-validation, which we discussed a bit about in a previous episode, and th- in this situation, you're going to test out various K values and see which one performs the best on your validation data set. Okay, so now we've discussed the general way in which KNNs work, Um, but you know let's take a moment to dive a little deeper into the math behind KNNs and uh, think about those distance metrics that we previously brought up. So as we mentioned earlier a common distance metric is the Euclidean distance and we can think about that as let's say for two data points where we have a and b and a is equal to some set of numbers a1, a2, all the way to an, and b is the set of some numbers b1, b2, all the way to bn. The Euclidean distance between these two um, these two points are going to be calculated as the square root of uh, a1 minus b1 squared plus a2 minus b2 squared, plus an minus bn squared. And that is going to be our Euclidean distance. And while we don't want to get too stuck in details, maybe it's good to just go over the general way we would calculate the Manhattan distance as well. So the Manhattan distance is the sum of the absolute differences of the coordinates. So for the same two data points, a and b, the Manhattan distance would be calculated as the absolute value of a1 minus b1 plus the absolute value of a2 minus b2 plus the absolute value of an minus bn. So now once we have a distance metric, we can move on to the actual KNN algorithm. And let's just quickly walk through an example of how the kind of logic or math works behind this model. So I want you to imagine that we have a data set with two classes, red and blue. And what we want to do is classify a new data point um, and let's just call it X. So we have this data point x, um, and what we're going to do is we're going to first calculate the distance between x and all the data points in our training data set. And we're going to use our chosen distance metric if you want to use Manhattan, Euclidean, or whatever. So next what we're going to do is we're going to sort those distances in ascending order, and we're going to pick the k closest data points to x. And now we're going to count the number of neighbors belonging to each class. So let's say in our example, we chose K equals three. If two of the three nearest neighbors are red and one is blue, then the majority class is going to be red and that's the class X will be assigned to. Okay, now you might be wondering what happens if we have a tie, like if we have two red neighbors and two blue neighbors. Well. Good question. In the case of a tie, there are multiple ways to break it. One common method is to reduce k by 1 and then reassess the majority class. Another approach is just to calculate the weighted distance where closer neighbors have a stronger influence on the classification. Now you can also do something like a random selection to break the tie, but I'd avoid it because it's it's just a little bit less reliable. And what about the limitations of k nearest neighbors? Well, it's important to remember that while kNN is a super powerful and useful tool for classification problems, it might not always be the best choice. Like if your dataset is really large or has very high dimensionality, kNN might um, become very computationally expensive and might not perform as well as other machine learning algorithms. But, you know, overall, um, this model is known to be pretty great at tackling uh, classification problems, especially when you might not have a clear idea of the underlying, um, an idea of what the underlying model should look like. Uh, Okay, so with that being said, I think it's a good time for us to wrap up our conversation on KNNs. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Data Science Interview Prep Podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Be sure to join us next week where we will discuss other interesting topics in the field of data science. Until then, happy modeling!